Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Comics All in Mode, uh, the podcast that I just rewatched Spider-Man, No Way. I always get this confused. It's No Way Home. I know it's No Way Home. No Way Home for the... I was going to say I was gonna say Far From Home um, as well. <laughs> yes. No, I literally, no Way uh, Home. It's, it is No Way Home, but all I want to say is Far From Home. I think, Same. I think they made a mistake with that title because Far From Home is definitely better and it's catchier. Yeah, I think if you ask me, they just, made a mistake just naming everything home. <laughs> also, really also valid. Why they did that. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, as you can see, we're back. Uh, it's been a rocky kind of up and down trying to figure out what we want to do with this. Um, as we've talked about before, Chris left, and then I thought bringing David on would be fun. Um, and then and now you know landon uh we met up (laughs) once we met a couple of times uh at a church like a church group and we kind of just started talking comics and uh we actually talked about we actually talked about podcasting and i think uh i had a radio show in college so i'm kind of used to this sort of thing and everybody tells me like oh landon you got like a great voice for like radio or whatever and i'm like okay but yeah we hit it off me and russ and um we were like let's we should do a pod because we instantly just started talking comics and movies and all this nerdy stuff that we love so that was a no-brainer exactly exactly um so yeah so we're gonna i am i am i this is one of those things that we've i've been trying to figure out what would get my excitement back to be doing this weekly and mm-hmm. just talking to Landon. It really came, it really just like, he and I kind of just jived really well. And it was just one of those things where it just kind of felt right. Um, so we are going to try to do this weekly. Definitely. I mean, there's so much coming out uh, That's true. in the next like month. We've got Moon Knight coming out uh, at the end of oh, this yeah. month. We've got uh, Doctor Strange Far From Home. There's actually some news that I wanted to talk to you about for that. Oh, dope. And um, so we just got, a, we just got a lot right. of stuff coming down the pipeline and we thought and i just i want to talk i want to just nerd out so that's what we're gonna do Um, and that's what we we were talking about like when we met this weekend to just kind of touch base and and figure out what this thing was is like both of us literally just need an outlet to talk about all this cool stuff and like you said 2022 is a huge year for comic book properties comic book films tv shows like all the disney plus stuff is in full swing so there's going to be loads to talk about week to week so so much and we can always um, we can always supplement that with like other stuff like i know you love comics i know i love like action figures and stuff so there's just exactly. tons to talk about exactly <laughs> um but yeah so there's so much um there's a, a lot of stuff that came out this last week uh we have a we have a couple trailers we could talk about for sure trailers um i think obviously <laughs> obviously the big one and especially the big one with you because you kind of are the resident star wars nerd here is Obi-Wan. i guess that's true yeah <laughs> uh yeah and on my for my part i am so hyped for this trailer this has been the one show yeah. that like when they finally finally got around to announcing that this was going to be a thing i have always been excited about i mean uh i've said it a couple of times i think on this podcast mm. Episode three was one of my favorite movies. And so mm-hmm. being able to see Ewan McGregor come back as Obi-Wan uh, yes. is absolutely 
something I am so stoked for. It looks, it looks fun. Um, it looks mm-hmm. interesting. It, 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 they brought in the Inquisitors, which is something that like Definitely. I'm really excited about because from Clone Wars and even from Rebels, that is going to be. And then on top of that, supplementing even what they've been doing in comics with the relationship between Darth Vader and the Inquisitors. Yes. I think that's going to be really interesting. Um, there was actually a um, show. There's a little bit of news that dropped recently. I don't know when this was revealed, but somebody was doing a sit yeah. down with like the creators of the show. And I think, I think it was Dave Filoni who had a hand in crafting the story. And originally Kenobi was going to be exploring the relationship with Darth Maul and Obi-Wan a little bit more. But I hear that they just totally axed Maul from the whole show. That's not to say that he may have a presence, but he's his role has definitely been reduced in favor of Darth Vader. Um and that so, was a little tidbit what, that came out recently. Yeah, I was going to I'm going to I kind of want to ask you, I want to hear your thoughts. What do you think about that? Because like I have my I I kind of have my thoughts on that and a lot of it has to do with my thoughts on Rebels. But yeah. like what um are you happy that Darth Maul isn't the kind of main villain? Are you do you wish it wasn't Darth Vader? I actually am because I'm I'm happy that they've gone with Vader instead of uh Maul because for the longest time and even during Clone Wars a little bit Maul was never the driving focus. It was always Sidious and then once Anakin turned to the dark side it was always Vader. Like Maul has always just been a bit player even in Phantom Menace. Like if you count the Plagueis novel as canon even Maul, like Maul wasn't mm. even a true Sith Lord then. So it would be weird if he was the mm. focus for Kenobi now. And especially especially given what we've seen of Maul in Rebels, like in that part of the galaxy. He's he's still he's still got a minimalized role. He's got the crime syndicate, but again, that's a very seedy organization that kind of is in the background as opposed to the Empire, which is galaxy spanning. Um, and I think it makes a lot of sense to have Vader as the central antagonist for Kenobi and the Inquisitors as well, because, you know, Vader is one man. He can't be everywhere. The Inquisitors are are already active, as we've seen in Rebels. Um, so, yeah, I think it's I think it's the smart uh, the smart move. Plus, you get to focus on Hayden Christensen as Anakin. We're going to get Clone Wars flashbacks. It's almost a guarantee at this point. Um, so if we are going to explore the Clone Wars era and the relationship between Anakin and Obi-Wan, it makes total sense to me to then focus on the Vader Kenobi dynamic as the series plays out as opposed to Maul. So I think it's a win. I, I have to agree. I have to agree with you on that. Um, One of the things that I think was really cool about specifically um, Rebels they did it a little bit in Clone Wars, but mainly in Rebels, was showing an old Darth Maul. And I think yeah, I think Definitely. not having Obi-Wan in that series actually helped the character of Darth Maul because I think the t- character mm-hmm. of Darth Maul got like like a lot better. Um yeah. and then even even if you look at like the last seasons of Clone Wars, he just got he just got increasingly more badass. Yeah. Um, and and especially when you they played with that relationship between 
the emperor and his quote unquote failed Padawan. Like that idea was really cool. Um, Mm -hmm. But then on top of it, they did such a good job in, in kind of book ending and ending Maul's character Mm -hmm. with that scene in rebels uh, with Obi-Wan. The twin sons duel is phenomenal. (laughs) It is. It is so perfect. I love it. it. It is like it is like the perfect m- marriage of old school Star Wars duel, yeah, and like the prequel slash Clone Wars style, yeah, uh, Star Star Wars, and dueling. also, and it is it is such a the it, it, there's a respect between Darth Maul and Obi Wan mm-hmm. that if it I, like my thoughts is that if they if they had brought Darth Maul into this show they would have they would have killed it like it would have and not even not even the twin sons not even it would have impacted it but like they would have like not intentionally hurt it too Mm -hmm. like that's the point like they would have been trying to make this as good as they could but Mm -hmm. I think anything more would impact it and like take away from the just epicness of that scene right um and so also i'm too, really happy definitely. because also sorry sorry no, uh sorry. <laughs> no you're good my uh, head's swirling just, i got like a million yeah no, no i got you <laughs> <clears throat> so much to build on like i promise yeah. i promise i'm almost done i'm almost done I got you. um the reason i uh, when they first announced announced darth vader being in this show the reason i loved that so much is that there is a an older brother younger brother relationship between anakin and obi-wan that you see in the prequels you see in clone wars more specifically for sure that that is the reason it's a lot of the reason that anakin ends up going down the path he goes down because he it hit him as a padawan looked at Obi-Wan as more of a brother than a father. If it had Mm. been Qui-Gon that was the Mm. one training him, it would have been more of a father-son relationship. But because it was an older brother-younger brother relationship, I think, in in my own head canon, that's actually more of a reason why he went down the road that he did and became Darth Vader. I honestly, in some ways, I think it is, in fact, like Obi-Wan's fault. As much mm-hmm. as it is like more of the Jedi Order as a as a whole's fault because of yeah. the because of everything we saw in the prequels and in Clone Wars, Qui-Gon was different. That's for sure. Exactly, <laughs> Qui-Gon like, was built different. Exactly, <laughs> and philosophy. everything we hear about, like everything we hear about Qui-Gon, he was very much like honestly, he was more like a Jesus, like a Jesus or like a Paul figure in the star Wars universe where it was like, Oh, mm-hmm. this makes sense that he would have been able to, to take Anakin down the path of actually being the, ho- the, the hope and mm-hmm. the, um, the chosen the prophecy, one, right. the chosen one, For but sure. because it was Obi-Wan and because of how young Obi-Wan had to take on that responsibility, it, it didn't, it didn't become, it's almost it like Obi-Wan was a little bit, ill-equipped whereas Qui-Gon knew from the get-go what Anakin was from his discovery exactly. from exactly. 
you know, he, he Qui-Gon was there to witness Anakin being taken from his mother. He saw the hesitation in Anakin on the deserts of Tatooine. And if Qui-Gon had lived, that's why it's called Duel of, the, Duel of the Fates. I think I heard Dave Filoni talk about this. He's got so many great insights on Star Wars. But when he's talking about badass. the Duel of the Fates, it is literally the fate of Anakin Skywalker in the balance of that duel with Maul, Kenobi, and Qui-Gon the fate of Anakin rests on who Maul takes out. And unfortunately he takes out Qui-Gon when, and then it's left to Kenobi to figure out how to train this, you know, abnormal case for the Jedi order. Anakin too old, too emotional from the get go. It's not good. And that's all because of, of Qui-Gon's death. But what I was going to talk about in terms of Maul is, um, so so Kenobi has always been more influential in Maul's life than Maul has in Kenobi's life. And we even saw that with Clone Wars. Like when Maul returned, Kenobi was like, oh my gosh, I thought he was dead. Whereas Maul has been festering in garbage and filth, just thinking of nothing but Kenobi. You know, he has that great delivery by um, Sam Witwer. Talk about, talk about a perfect voice cast Incredible. for that character. Like you Incredible. couldn't have brought you couldn't have brought back that character in the way that they did if they hadn't had just an amazing voice actor and he yeah. kills it. He nailed it. It's so kills good. It. But my point is, like in a show that is focused on Obi-Wan Kenobi. I hate to say it, Maul is not really a, a part mm. of Kenobi's life anymore. And he isn't Kenobi's not until, thinking about it. No, hardly at all. And that's the exact opposite with Maul. So when the twin sons duel comes, that is Kenobi already. He's already left Maul in the past. And that's why he so easily handles Maul is because Maul is stuck in the past. Obi-Wan's thinking of the future, the future of the Jedi, Anakin. Uh, I'm sorry, Luke. Um, so I think it was a, a smart move to go with Vader. That's always been the oh, emotional for sure. core for Kenobi. And this is why, at the end of the day, I say they just need to get rid of Kathleen Kennedy and give <laughs> Dave Filoni full control. Just give let him control. play. Just let him play. Because True. this man understands Star In Wars and loves Star Wars so much that he doesn't want to screw it up. Like he, he, un and, and weirdly enough, like it feels like he understands what George Lucas wanted for this franchise and for, and they this, worked closely story with Clone Wars. and they worked closely with Clone Wars. Exactly. So like, I am so excited for this show. Obviously we are absolutely going to be covering it episode by episode. Definitely here on comics, all the mode. Um, we have a couple other trailers. So, and this uh, we, this might get heated because I have some serious thoughts about this trailer. Which Miss Marvel? Miss Marvel. Okay, yeah. Miss Marvel. I was gonna say don't don't forget about the boys as well. I would like. <sighs> yeah, we need to talk about the boys because that is an amazing show. And this trailer, <laughs> that trailer got caught got weird, and I'm excited for it. It really did, get weird. dude. <sighs> People, All right, are, so Miss Marvel. Like me. People are not gonna like me. Dude, Miss <laughs> Marvel looks so bad. And I, 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 I wouldn't, I wouldn't say so. Bad. Okay, so, so 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 hold on. So let me let me explain. For sure, let me explain. The gra the uh, visualization of her powers. So we they they came uh -huh. out and told 
and told us that, hey, we are essentially changing Miss Marvel's power set because it is too close to Mr. Fantastic, essentially. Yeah. And we want that to be very, we want that to be the first time you see these types of powers, essentially. Mm-hmm. So, in this trailer, what it shows is that she gets this some sort of amulet that mm. makes her power. She essentially turns her into the Marvel's version of Green Lantern. That's what I've been is hearing. The, yeah, is literally the best way uh, I could describe it. The this is the first time I've watched a trailer where the graphic the like special effects for the trailer look amazing and the rest Mm. of the show to me looks just (laughs) so bad yeah i understand that they have a small budget i understand that they have a smaller budget than a lot of these films or a lot of these shows that they it is disney money though (laughs) and and yeah that's also the point it's like yo it's disney like you can throw money this looks like like they're trying to show high school in like a very CW-esque way. It feels and very like, CW. She, to me, just does not give me confidence that she's actually that good of an actress. And again, mm-hmm. this could also be just... <laughs> Sorry, the this road is literally just right be... outside my window. Yeah, you're good, dude. This could also just be that she is just a very young actress and she just she's still trying to get it. But like mm. we've seen productions with ch- child actors that are top notch, like yeah. top notch. Like these these are actors. She just feels like someone they pulled off the streets because she kind of fits the look that they're going for kind of. And mm. that's where it, like I'm struggling with this this trailer because I'm like like that end that the poster that they posted looks really cool. It looks very Miss Marvel. And I'm I'm not I, I want this to be very clear. I am not actively rooting against this show because I actually think that this is this this is a great opportunity that they have like by using this character. And I just it oh, wow. gives me I'm very I'm I'm torn because they're she's gonna be in Captain Marvel 2, sure. which is which is known as which is named the Marvels. Marvels, the Marvels. And I'm scared that Captain Marvel 2 is gonna be just as bad as Captain Marvel 1 because of everything. Like, and that's what scares me is like I don't want a bad I, I want us to like continue down this track of having just great Marvel films and mm. we're getting very I'm just scared, honestly. That's kind of where I'm at right now. (laughs) If only every project could have the love, care, and attention that the Batman does. Right? You know, and my whole thing is, like, I was going to say, it doesn't look bad. It it just looks exceedingly bland. There's nothing in Mm -hmm. this trailer that stood out to me. It's not interesting. It's not interesting. Aside from the Muslim angle, there's nothing in yes. here that's new or fresh. Um, it and feels so, very CW. You're right. And this is where this is like this is like the the crux of the of, of like my argument is like I'm act, I've been rooting for this show. Yeah. As someone course. who as some someone who actively reads the comics, I I love 
when we find characters and we create characters that are not just active ripoffs of other characters just because, I mean, mm-hmm. just because quote unquote characters are whitewashed. So we're mm-hmm. not just like actively ripping off their, their characters and changing them so that they are a different color, essentially. Yeah. She, her character has had, is very interesting. And I think, I think we live in a day and age that it, her character is perfect right now. Mm-hmm. Perfect. I just, and this is actually some of the criticisms that I have with the, uh, the first black Panther movie. I just mm-hmm. wish they, they put the care and attention that they do with the big blockbuster stuff. Mm-hmm. Because like with black Panther, perfect example, I really hated how they skimped out on the special effects. There's a lot of areas in that movie that just feel very cheap and you can tell that they just copy and pasted essentially right. special effects. And I was, I was stunned when people were gunning for black Panther to get, to get an, to Oscar. Get an Oscar, not because yeah. you know, the story or the culture behind it is not important. It's just the story film, is amazing. The story, actually, I will like, I will talk to people. I will talk about that story. Cause I, I actually sure. think that story is great. And there's a lot of elements there's a lot of elements of Martin Luther King and Malcolm X in that story that just I love so much. But again, it just feels like it feels like they were like, hey, we need to make a Marvel. We need to make a Miss Marvel show for diversify diversifications mm-hmm. effect. But once they got that and they got the hype of, of people behind that, they kind of just were like, all right, find the cheapest writer. And then, you know, find some director who's available. That kind mm-hmm. of thing. And like that kind of sucks. Like right. that's what the that's the feeling that I'm getting from this trailer. Again, this is a trailer, and I am absolutely ready to eat my words and let <laughs> and just be like, hey, It'd you know amazing. what? Like this this actually turned out amazing. It's coming out in June like, too. Yeah. We're so. we're in a day and age where Marvel really hasn't missed with its shows. No, and their trailers have very been successful. very good, very good. Um, and that, that I'm just scared with this show. Yeah, it, that goes back to my point: is that it just looks bland. There's nothing new or interesting here, which is a shame because all of the Disney Plus Marvel shows thus far have been exceedingly interesting and vastly different from each other. You have WandaVision, which is a TV sitcom through the years. You have Loki, which is this mystical, magical adventure of a show which is one of my favorites, Loki is. Um, so and then you good. have Hawkeye, which brings it back to the the street crime aspect, which we haven't seen. My favorite Marvel show. Um, oh, there's another one. Damn it. Is there a, there's another Disney Oh, Hawkeye, um, Hawkeye uh, Loki, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Falcon and Winter Soldier, which I also thought was pretty excellent because as opposed to Hawkeye, which covers a lot of the street crime element, you have more of an international spanning story. So they all feel a little bit different, but... The thing about Miss Marvel, and correct me if I'm wrong here or if you have a different opinion, mm. uh, yeah. it feels very similar both graphically and thematically with Spider-Man Homecoming and also Into the Spider-Verse. With the little, you know, cutesy artistic drawings that pop up when she's, you know, thought bubbles and things like that, that's already been done in Spider-Verse. Uh, just the fact that she's a teenage superhero coming into her own and adopting a, a, a different identity we've already seen that in the spider-man films um 
And again, the only thing that I really see is that's new here is the cultural aspect, which is that of, uh, I think Miss Marvel is a, or Kamala Khan rather is from a, a Muslim. Um, yeah. She's up. So she's a like Spanish American. She's a lot of different ethnicities sort of. Yeah. Rolled into all. That. So in, in the comics, in the comics, she is Pakistani American. Pakistani American. Um, she, she's not she's Spanish essential. at all. No. So oh. she's essential. So that's uh I think you Miles. might be Miles that's Miles. Oh, okay. Miles is uh African American and uh like port like Portuguese, like yeah. Spanish American. Right. Okay, um, gotcha. But Miss Marvel, yeah, Miss Marvel is a Pakistani American. She's actually essentially her parents immigrated uh from Pakistan and she is a first generation gotcha. Uh, America. Gotcha. And that's big. Um, and that's that a big part, story. That part is A, it's a big story, but B, that part is such an interesting in the comics, they actually do a really good job of like really understanding that culture and like and her just her psyche in all of that. That that's why I'm like, I've been kind of rooting for this show because like, yeah, do these new characters not make as like sell as many like comic books as you know maybe people think no they don't you know the big the big right. the big characters that we've known for decades <laughs> yeah for decades are gonna are gonna always make more money when it comes to comic books but like this is a perfect character to bring on screen and actually funny enough you say that they, it looks much more like spider-man that is exactly what I thought, but the the sad part to that is it not supposed is that to? I, is that I thought no is that I thought Spider Man did high school better. Yeah, <clears throat> like yeah. weirdly enough, like like people well, want to talk. Like, always been tied to high school. Exactly. <laughs> you just have a motorcycle gang people that just periodically I just have, like the loudest vehicles ride. that zoom past my room. I swear, the street is literally two steps out there. It's um, great. Um, but yeah, that that's and that's the biggest thing is like I understand they're going for the high school vibe, but like it just felt I mean, the sad part is I want to say same, CW same. again. It just felt so bland. It there wasn't something that like made it different. The fun part about Spider-Man is like the Tom Holland Spider-Verse is so much different from P uh uh Andrew Garfield's mm. and Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man's yeah. like they're different even though all three of them there is w at least one movie that they all kind of take place in high school mm -hmm. they all three of those high schools feel different this high school just feels like something you would see on again <laughs> weird CW or yeah. something you would see on you know honestly Disney show mm -hmm. like it feels like something you would see on Disney Channel and that like it's sad because you know, it just does there's not the production quality especially when we get reports yesterday when we get reports yesterday about some of the initial thoughts coming out of moon knight and people are ranting and raving about how different it is from anything that marvel's ever done and then you see this trailer and you're like well this is definitely nothing new like yeah. this feels like this feels like it could fit right in along alongside Hannah Montana and Sweet Life of <laughs> Zach and Cody. Like yeah. really, like that's how it feels. And that's kind of sad. It's interesting that you say that because I, I said that all these Disney Plus shows have different vibes and different yeah. genres that they coincide with. 
and different scopes of story. So it's interesting you mentioned Moon Knight because that, of course, people are going to say, well, that's, you know, that's street crime. That's literally what Hawkeye just did. But it's the tone and it's the feel of a Moon Knight is vastly different than a Hawkeye. And Miss Marvel, that could actually, you know, they could be using the Disney CW shows as an archetype for this show. Like that could be what they're going for because, sure. you know, we saw the different TV generations in, in WandaVision and how that worked so well. And I do know that Miss Marvel has gone through a couple reshoots. There's been a couple of changes in the release date. So they could just be adapting to what people already know. That's it's also a COVID production. It's also a COVID production. Um, and you mentioned the thing about Spider-Man too. The other thing that's interesting about Spider-Man, aside from the high school aspect, is that he's just an interesting hero from his power mm -hmm. set and the way that he moves and interacts with the environment. Miss Marvel, like we mentioned, a big point of contention about this series was the change to her power set. Now, we've seen stretchy abilities from, you know, Plastic Man to Mr. Fantastic to even Elastigirl in The Incredibles. I mean, it's been done before. But the problem is once you start adapting like energy based powers, it all starts to feel like the same kind of thing. And we've already seen um, Captain Marvel do the energy powers. And I didn't feel like this trailer really showed off what she could do or what her power is, which makes it a little bit hard to grasp what she's like, what her purpose is as a hero almost. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I could see that being I will, a detriment, but maybe it's not finished uh, yet. Hard to say. I will just I will come I will come to this trailer's defense in that portion in that portion. Yeah. Because again, she's supposed to be like literally 15 years old. Mm -hmm. So she is she's like I, I think I think she's supposed to be like a freshman in high school. Like she's supposed mm -hmm. to be really young. She definitely looks so. Young. And she looks young. She she acts young. It's very obvious she is young. So what I will say to this trailer's um, success is that I think the powers and the way she uses her powers in the trailer are very obvious of this being an origin story and mm -hmm. her trying to figure out her powers. Yeah. Now, That's definitely the, other, the other nice thing to this is that, like, yes... As much as you want to give crap, like, oh, this is essential. They just changed her powers to make her Marvel's Green Lantern. Mm -hmm. I think the powers would have really, been like, awesome. The <laughs> the graphics look dope. Like the special effects, good. the special effects for her powers look really cool. And something that, like, in a weird way, is something we've never seen yeah. before. So that's actually like a very interesting part. That like in in this way, in a lot of ways, like. This is still Marvel saying, <laughs> hey, DC, you know, I know you got that that uh, Green Lantern show over at HBO coming up soon. Yeah, but you know what? Core. We did it first. Ha. Yeah. Like, that's kind of that way. Like, it feels very much like it's like it's True. still Marvel being like, hey, we are on the front edge of this. And like, you're still going to be playing catch up. Like we're going to be putting this show out and then your Green Lantern show is going to come out and it's going to be like, oh, hey, we've seen these powers before. It's just a ring now yeah. rather than like a weird armor gauntlet thing. Green Lantern um, does have the space intergalactic. Oh, for sure. For sure. And I think we're going to get that in Marvel's and that will be interesting. I think yeah. at the end of the Do day, you think yeah, that this show. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I, I 
was probably just I was going to say, on. like, do you think it would have been better if maybe we saw Kamala Khan in the Marvels first, as opposed mm, to a series yes. and then a film? Or I don't even know where she fits into the greater MCU at this point, but like, yes, no, I, 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 I think that I think I helpful. think you're on the right. I think you're on the right path. I think it would be much more interesting to see her. I'm very much of the camp. Actually, David, who was on last episode, um, mm -hmm. he is very much in the camp that he wishes Marvel would go back to very solo-esque adventures and very like standalone films. I'm of the, yeah. I, I think uh, there's a sound bite, bite of me saying, essentially yeah. yelling at him that like, there's, that's not the Marvel for you anymore. If, if yeah. you want that, honestly, you should stop watching Marvel because that's not what Marvel is making. <laughs> you got, anymore. you can always rewatch the Iron Man and, films. And yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, <laughs> I, and I just told, exactly. I just told him, it was like, dude, go watch Iron Man one and go watch Thor one. And then there's your, there's your film. I can't but help but I mm -hmm. I think as much as like this does I, I think she lends herself to showing her origin. Mm. And especially with her backstory of being Pakistani American and being Muslim, I think that's gonna be an interesting interesting just storyline of of understanding her character and and how she rationalizes these these character uh, these um, powers, and mm. then figures out where her kind of like quote unquote with great power comes great responsibility. What that looks what's the, like what's the for virtue? her, yeah. What's the reason that she gets out of the bed out of her bed in the morning and goes, "I'm gonna be a superhero"? If mm -hmm. it's just, "I'm a huge Captain Marvel fan." <laughs> that's like it's gonna be hard and that's literally what this trailer kind of just showed the whole time is like mm. it really felt like which hey is, i'm uh, a captain marvel fangirl which being said the avengers game did pull off i will say they did pull off like an avengers fangirl turning into a superhero oh yeah but i don't know if that this show will can do that i didn't I just play that like game. i think i didn't the play story that game, uh, but, uh... It the seems like they great. did Kamala very well. There. I will say that game really, really sucks because it sucks you in to the fact that you can play characters that you know. So then when they drop a skin mm -hmm. like the uh, the Avengers Endgame Captain America skin, you mm -hmm. kind of feel like guilty if you don't buy it. Not saying that like I spent a lot of money on that game, but I'm just saying that like... <laughs> It like made me feel guilty. I'm just saying. Oh man, the Avengers <laughs> game. That's a whole can of worms, man. <laughs> a lot, a lot of heated discussion about Bro. the Avengers game. Oh, we. I, had I never discussion. played it, but it sounds like oh. they did Kamala justice. Um, the story mode was good. It was just the fighting command uh, mechanics were just very repetitious. Yeah, a lot of repetition. Um, it's yeah. very interesting that they're leaning into the fangirl aspect of Captain Marvel, considering how Captain mm. Marvel did at the box office oh. and the critic reception to Captain Marvel. I think of all the Marvel franchises right now, the Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, Carol Danvers, whatever nope. film, Everybody, whatever franchise that is, about that is Marvel. the most flaky thing that they have on their plate. Thankfully, Marvel has a ton Literally. of stuff in the pipeline, but 
I, I don't yes. feel solid about Miss Marvel. I definitely don't feel solid about um, any Captain Marvel sequels. The only the thing I really best... do like is um, what was her name? She was introduced in WandaVision. Um, oh, Monica Rambeau. Monica Rambeau. Yes. That is something that she's I'm interested in. And I can't yes, wait for dope. her involvement and to, I guess, bring new life into this. Especially because, especially because she's the daughter of essentially Captain Marvel's best friend. Exactly. I think that's exactly. going to be really that's going to be an interesting story. And like, that's the thing that Captain Marvel was missing mm-hmm. actual human connection that we cared about. Like, honestly, she's got like, the Superman problem. Like, that's <laughs> what we didn't care. Yeah. Not invincible. I mean, but everybody has done. Honestly, everybody has done Superman better. Yeah. Then like they, like they should have like looked at Superman, any of the Superman movies and said, okay, let's just, let's make that with Captain Marvel, essentially. And a character um, that, OP. Especially because they they wasted Jude Law. You don't Oof. waste Jude Law. Like what? Hurt. Like, like come on. Like Jude why? Would, so uh, because now we can't have him in the Marvel universe as anybody he any other character or whatever. Because now he's a yeah. he's uh some random Kree soldier. Mm-hmm. Like ah, uh. or he 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 ended up being not Yon Rog. Was Jan Rog his fake out? It doesn't matter. The uh, important thing is... I don't remember, because I don't remember that movie. The only thing I remember is that they decided that the reason uh, Samuel L. Jackson had an eye (laughs) patch was because some alien cat scratched him in an eye. Oh, I hate that. I hate that so much. Like, that's how... Thank God for Ben (sighs) Mendelsohn in the scrolls, because there's not much prop in that film. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Um, All right, let's move on. Well, I have okay, one yeah. one last thought on All this right. Marvel. Last, last it would thought. be would be uh, let's see how Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness shakes out because we do have a character debuting in Multiverse of Madness that feels America almost ca- carbon copy of Kamala Khan, and that is America Chavez down from what I don't know. I think she's Spanish, but like the powers on display here feel very similar to what I think America Chavez's powers are very interdimensional diamond uh, energy based powers. She's essentially interdimensional Captain America. Like literally, I'm sorry, but like that's, that's literally, she's just a super soldier. Like she punches holes in multiverse or something. Her character has never made sense. Even in the comics. Like I've never understood why her character still sticks around Mm. in the comics. Other than like as, as bad as it, it feels like to say like her character has there's never been any storylines that really have showed off her character in anything more than a she's here because of diversity which is sad because like you don't want that i'm sorry but like and i don't even want that like as someone as someone who is a diehard spider-man fan and a diehard captain america fan Mm. i want i want to see characters created like miles morales love Miles. characters that like make sense for the world and actually can stand on their own two feet mm-hmm. feet the their own two feet stand on the, the feet as characters and mm-hmm. america chavez i'm sorry has not never done that and it just it just it's weird that 
they decided that she would be a good person to bring into Multiverse of Madness. And if she has, and if that character hasn't done it for you, it certainly hasn't done it for me. I read comics way less than I know you do, Russ. And I, I know hardly anything about Kamala Khan and I know next to nothing about America Chavez. I'm just saying that, you know, as a guy looking into this trailer and what I'm seeing coming yeah. from Marvel, they feel oh, almost sure. similar. So it, it, it really does. And actually we'll, uh, we'll kind of dovetail away from trailers for a second. Cause we do need to sure. talk about the boys, but I did see this uh, article on CBR about Dr. Strange two. So there's, they I'm have confirmation. They have confirmation that there is a second um, person who's confirmed in the essentially in Marvel's Illuminati in the multiverse of madness. Oof. Oh, I love talking Illuminati. Oh, so, so because <laughs> those tears, so we, man, who knows? Yeah, we've <laughs> got dude, we've got professor X obviously. Yeah, for sure. That's just Locked obvious. In. I guess apparently the second, one of the other people in the Illuminati is Rachel McAdams. Ooh, interesting. She was as, in the trailer as, as Christine Palmer. Apparently there is a dude. I don't know if it's it's part of the multiversal Illuminati. That would make a lot of sense because as a love interest, there's just not enough there Mm -hmm. to fit into this narrative. They did a, they did a pretty good job in, in Dr. Strange one of like under, of like connecting them well enough that like, it made sense why he cared and why she cared. But yeah, like especially in this movie when it is very much like he is just kind of he's kind of just going i have to save the world this is kind of my fault i don't really know what i'm doing there's a lot riding this, on this film too we don't really have enough time a, to dude, dive into this, christine palmer <laughs> this illuminati is going to be wild it is because I, it, is, I, it is not going to be the comic book version of the illuminati no and that's almost that's almost got me more intrigued. <laughs> Honestly, I I'm, can't wait to I'm see who they got on the roster. I'm both intrigued and scared. A little bit scared. Well, because we have Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield coming back in Spider-Man, literally the floodgates are open. Are we going to see? Yeah, you know what was his name? Ewan Grufford's, uh Oh yeah, story, uh, Mr. Uh, Fantastic, Mr. Fantastic, which I think yeah. is great casting, but which like this dope the vibe of those films doesn't necessarily fit the MCU dude. But if okay, they cast so, multiverse into it, there's just endless possibilities. So, so this has always been a fan, a fan like theory, like, like plot of mine, mm. bring him back as mm. Mr. Fantastic, but not as full on Mr. Fantastic. Bring him back as the maker, the maker who, Ooh, yeah, who, good, who good. is ultimate good, good ver- ultimate, universe version of mr fantastic who turns evil mm-hmm. that would be I'm, I'm sorry but like that would be i've seen him actually he was in this show called i uh, can't even remember the name of he it could be a, but essentially he di- he would die and resurrect and it was just a weird storyline he like oh, yeah, became yeah. immortal he is a great actor and like seeing him go full on like madman like madman would be absolutely amazing um uh, it would be it would be great um uh, this Grufford, forever forever this show this movie is going to be wild yeah the fact that we got endgame mm-hmm. 
Spider-Man No Way Home. Mm. And then we're getting this. Mm. Within the span of like of like six months of each other is just absolutely mind-boggling. Insanity. In insane. Madness, even, if you it's will. It's just yeah, yeah. There we go. Madness. Um that there there's the show title. Landon makes a madness pun. Listen, that would be great. But listen, I'm totally on board. I'm totally on board with your maker theory. Um, I personally have not read like any of the ultimate comics, but I do recognize the maker from the secret wars run uh, a couple years back. And he was an integral part of that. I believe he was also part of Thanos's cabal at one point. And I could see the maker like an evil Mr. Fantastic being a Thanos level threat to interconnect. It would just be so badass. It would be so badass. It would work. Um, Okay. So let's move on. Um, Let's talk about the boys, dude. Okay. So we got the trailer for the boys. Uh, Season three of the boys is going to be coming out soon. Mm. Um, When is it coming out? The Full disclosure, uh, I watched the boys trailer because I was like, oh, I knew there was something coming out last week that we talked about and it was the boys and I was like, oh, I've got to watch this. So I watched it before like logging on to this podcast. And so it's kind of fresh yeah. and a lot of it Heck stuck yeah. with me. Um, so it comes it out quick. June 3rd. June 3rd. Oh, so it comes out so June 3rd. Miss Marvel and the boy is going to be competing head to head in June. <laughs> the boys, it's it's also very much a sizzle reel. It's yeah. not really like a full-on trailer. Yeah. But music video. We get comes. we get Carl Urban, which straight up, Carl Urban is one of my favorite actors. The yeah. f- like he plays Bones mm-hmm. in the new Star Treks. And then he plays this character, and like and dread, it's <laughs> he's, oh, he uh, plays the dread gladiator as well. and Thor Ragnarok. Exactly. I mean, he's like oh yes, you got, true. You got, you got Henry yes. Cavill as King of the Nerds, and then you've got um, dude, he, uh, what's his name? Forget his name. <laughs> Billy Butcher, uh, the uh, actor Carl. Yes, Urban. you Billy got Butcher. you got Henry Cavill, Carl King Urban. of the Nerds, and then Carl Urban directly below him as like the uh, you know the second in command of the nerds <laughs> he's everywhere Dude, he's he, great he, he rocks the house he, he's such a great actor and he he plays like it he carries this show like him and the guy who plays homelander anthony star yeah. honestly honestly carry the show homelander is the creepiest if the two of those guys don't work there's no show on the and they planet it. no they yeah exactly 100 percent this trailer looks dope. I'm super excited for this trailer. The idea that he, that Carl Urban is going to get powers. Now, we don't know how Scary. he's going to get powers. Cool. I've never, I haven't read um, the full comic series of this, so I don't entirely know how he gets powers. Um, I would, I, I have a feeling that it's going to be something like he's taking steroids or like taking some kind of, um, supplement that gives mm-hmm. him powers i don't like he well, because um, he didn't he doesn't have powers in the first two seasons so obviously he's like augmenting something so that he can get powers so that he can face homelander mm-hmm. dude this it might even be this, like samples of homelander's abilities because we see laser eyes true. it looks like he's got enhanced we, yeah. strength like that could really yeah. be uh a one-to-one okay but that's also very that's scary that's very scary because billy is almost as unstable as homelander billy butcher with powers i feel like we're gonna get a scene where he takes a crowbar 
and just literally lops off half of somebody's face with it. People are dying because he just uses like super strength to like just swing like a baseball bat just straight through. So much blood. This, (laughs) This this season is gonna be wild. I'm really excited to see Soldier Boy because Soldier Boy Soldier Boy is such a weird character. He's like the he's like a cowardly Captain America. Mm-hmm. Literally in the comics, um, because I I I like look like I like read up on a bunch of like the boys comics. Sure. It, at one point in the boys, uh, he pees his pants, and like the whole scene is just him like straight up peeing his pants, and like him like cowardly like not wanting to fight. So this is gonna be wild. Like I feel like I feel like the first two seasons of the boys were pretty wild in and of itself. Like already yeah. wild, Definitely. this this show is gonna take itself to the absolute max level. And I heard that uh, I think Anthony Starr, maybe Seth Rogen, the showrunners of the boys, yeah. they've teased the hero gasm scene, which might uh, be coming this season. That's a big uh, deal you know, in the comics, from what you know, I the, understand. <laughs> yeah, uh, the funniest part is like when the first two seasons of this show came out, like. The amount of videos that are made, why hero gas the hero gasm storyline or scene won't work for television. The amount of the amount of YouTube content that people made oh, on that, man. like, just is amazing. And then if you hear Seth Rogen going like, "Oh no, we're doing this," like, this is happening. If anybody can do it, it's the crew and talent behind the boys. Like. I- it's gonna be wild One, seeing that, but this is the show. This and Hunters. I don't know if you've ever watched Hunters. I did. I watched Amazon a little bit Prime. of Hunters when it came out. Yeah. Dude, that show is amazing. Uh um, good. This and Hunters proved to me that Amazon knows what it's doing with shows. And then, perfect example, Reacher just recently came out, and Reacher has been absolutely phenomenal. Um, so it's just it's such a good show. Uh, mm-hmm. I am excited for the boys um beyond belief it's gonna be wild uh homelander it is gonna it is gonna just it's gonna be one of those shows i can just i can already say i can already say it it's gonna be one of those shows that every week that it comes out for us we're gonna just be like i don't know if we want to get into this (laughs) can we even talk about this (laughs) it hurts in a public it just hurts Uh, the first two seasons of the boys were so <laughs> solid. Um, just from the tone, they got so right. Mm. Oops, my mic shorted out or something. Um, yeah, the tone of the series, just the general feel and maturity level that we have on display here, it it just all gels really well. And I think that's a testament to the showrunners and the people. Who it also behind all of this. It just I think meshes it, really well it does so well to carve out its own lane. Yeah. Because I, like, I I understand the argument that people make that we are in a superhero overload when it comes to to TV movies and Mm -hmm. just, just content in general. What can you do to stand out? And, and the boys kind of says, Hey, we're going to be the Deadpool of marvel sh- or of of superhero, superhero television in general of superhero shows mm-hmm. and like if this is something like it's unabashedly hey if this is something you're into we have the show for you if it's not it's okay 
you can go you can kind of you, you don't got your, have you to got watch your it. MCU you know yeah you don't have to watch you it you don't have to watch it <laughs> yeah don't worry about it it's not that big of a deal like we're gonna do us and I feel like I haven't watched the show you've been watching the show Peacemaker I feel like fits yeah. into that character Peacemaker is very, very much in the vein much. of the boys I think James Gunn and Seth Rogen and all those guys have similar views on the R-rated superhero genre. Nice. And it works. I mean, I, I've I've caught the first two episodes of Peacemaker literally okay. last night. And um, it, again, it just balances tone and it knows exactly what it is. It's unashamed of what it is. And the humor lands. It just meshes perfectly. And mm. I think season three of The Boys is going to be another banger. Oh, I, yeah, (laughs) I don't see, I don't, yeah, I feel like this is going to be, this is going to be like Daredevil, where it's just each season just consistently. In in terms of quality and storytelling, The Boys is very different from Daredevil, but it is. Well, yeah, of course. But like, it's going to be one of those shows, it's going to be one of those shows where like, just season by season, we, we're excited and we're, it's Mm going to be, it's just going to be good. Um, I'm and it's already I'm earned stoked. its place. You know, it has its lows. Oh, the first two seasons sure. are, are, sure. are magnificent. I was gonna say though the for fact sure. that um, like I just watched the trailer and it's it's almost a music video and everything passes so quickly okay. it's hard to take in exactly who's dying, who's getting blown up, True. what's happening. But <laughs> it made a point to keep Anthony Starr milking a cow on screen for the right amount of time for it to burn itself into my mind. He's getting his. Uh, milk directly from the source man i can't it's believe so that weird. Like, it's, it's just scary it's like and that's like barely so scratching scary. the surface of what is in so this scary man, um it's just a whole nother level the boys yeah it's it, it's just a, a whole different level um okay uh but good trailer and good um, music too imagine dragons good trailer there. good music it's gonna be great i'm excited for it um okay so I know we wanted to talk about a little bit about the Batman. Yo, for for sure, yeah, we can but end on the Batman. I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to play with, I want to play with that a little bit though. Okay. I want, I want you to rank <sighs> your Batman films, and Ooh, I literally, I know. Yeah, yeah. I I know I haven't given you. I literally didn't tell you I was going to do spot. this until just now. On the, the spot, spot, on the Good spot, thing, uh, I want you to kind of, with knowing where the bat, the, the, like, give your, give your, you can give your kind of like, you know, th- my two cents two on each pitch. of the films as I rank them. Yeah, your, your, yeah, your two minute pitch <laughs> on like on the Batman and like what you think about it. Definitely, but yeah, Happy give to. your top. Obviously, there's a lot of films, but, uh, and we won't. I want to go with. I want to get. I want to go with portrayal of Batman, portrayal of the Batman. So, okay, like, so in terms of so ranking not, these not films, movies, we're going to be movies. thinking about how it, uh, how it displays the Batman character. We'll yeah. say, yeah. yeah, the Batman slash Bruce Wayne. Sure. So I could definitely cheat and pull up my letterbox because I've already done this and I've been thinking about this. I've seen the Batman twice, so my hey, first you can theater do experience. It. It's fine. My That's first fine. theater experience was okay, and I, I loved the okay. movie. And I was like, I've got to see this again, mostly because I was curious if the the narrative and the mystery of what I was watching would hold up a second time, knowing all the twists yeah. and turns and, and, and 
answers, if you will, to the riddles. Right. Um, and the second time was just as good. I learned more about the film. I, I, I noticed things that I did not notice on my first run through and I saw it in IMAX. So everything about the experience mm-hmm. was enhanced. I love the Batman flat out, probably already in well, already in like the top 10 of comic book films of all time. And in that way, it does rank number one spoilers in terms of displaying the Batman character. I think the Batman, Matt Reeves, Pattinson, the whole nine yards, it's just, top tier uh now in terms of uh i will supplement that by saying that the dark knight is a better film uh from a purely filmmaking standpoint and acting ability and just everything that went into the dark knight it's earned its place as number one in terms of film but in terms of the batman character which you just laid out i think the batman is is definitely up there because it focuses so almost solely on the Batman and the Batman's interaction with his allies and his antagonists and Gordon, Alfred. It hardly even touches the Bruce Wayne character, which I actually love. So, you know, going top to bottom, I guess I would say the Batman uh, and then the Dark Knight. And then I'd say Batman Begins. I always say Batman Begins and the Dark Knight make a perfect duology. Personally, I could take or leave the Dark Knight Rises, but... Batman Begins is an excellent film and something was lost from the from Batman Begins to the Dark Knight something was lost in translation and it lost a little bit of that comic book magic um Gotham felt different it felt way more like Chicago and I I think that's been talked to death but I'd rank Batman Begins below the Dark Knight um and then I guess I'd go the Dark Knight Rises um and then maybe okay, hold on, cut. Hold on. So, so, so that, so there's, there's kind of where I wanted to go. Like, obviously, Batman v Superman is not. Oh right, yeah. Batman. Yeah. I was trying to think. Like, not a what Bat- is Batman? Not a Batman <laughs> is not a Batman movie. Yeah. But looking at uh, Ben Affleck, mm-hmm. how what? Where would you rank Ben Affleck as Batman compared to? the Batman and uh, man. I mean, there's just so many different avenues of, of conversation. We could go down from the, the look of Batman to the the costume design and the, the general design of the character to, you know, the morals behind the individual Batmans are vastly different from each other. True. Um, The story that surrounds them, you know, some are better than others, but in terms of like, just strictly speaking of Ben Affleck as a Batman, I think he did a great job. Um, there's a lot there that I really like. There's some stuff that I really find controversial and upsetting. Mm. Um, yeah. But for the most part, I enjoyed Ben Affleck as Batman. And it's kind of a shame that he had so little time in the spotlight in that way. Have you seen, I don't know if you follow comicbook.com uh, on Instagram, but have you seen the uh, the art? that they did that they mm. had for his film. Yeah, so Ben Affleck very tactical. Mhm. Uh it felt very much like the Arkham Knight bat suit. Yeah. Like right from the get-go True. with the conforming True. helmet. Yep. That just kind of molds to his face um to the very like seamless transition between the gauntlets and the breastplate and the utility belt. It was all very smooth. Um, and it, it wasn't a terrible design, but it was a concept art piece for Ben Affleck's solo Batman project. And I don't think it was quite in the final stages. I think I saw a lot of those design elements actually used for Robert Pattinson's Batsuit, 
yeah, which I sure. love, oh. which I think is great. Oh. Um, the collar. It's interesting. To I see. never, I never, I never thought I was going to be a fan of the collar. <laughs> yeah. And then I watched the Batman and I was like, mm. no, that works. It definitely <laughs> works. It's very Batman. Uh, Batman Noel has that same look with yeah, the collar. Sure. I don't know that story, sure. but I do know that skin because it's, it's been in the Arkham games. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, Pat, Pattinson but, just works. Uh, he works for the uh, Gotham he that he's put in. He works for the story that he's in. It just it 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 clicks and gels so well. And it's different yeah. from Ben Affleck. It's different from Christian Bale. There, are, oh, like sure. I said, there are so many different points of conversation. Um, but I think Pattinson, as just a strictly Batman, probably takes the cake for me personally. And that might just be because I'm high on the film right now, but oh, yeah, uh, I, I can't you. wait to just see how the conversation evolves as we get further from the release date of, you know, the Batman. So, so I piss a lot of people off with this, with this take. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I, and I, I will stand, I, I stand by it forever. I don't know if you, I don't know if you saw my Instagram post where I ranked the Batman. Ooh um look it up right now it was a why it was a it was a instagram story so you probably okay. can't see it gotcha um but um <clears throat> i love some, the batman some hot takes i'm obs- here on batman so i'm a i'm obsessed with the batman yes um i am i i'm a huge one of my favorite films is actually the zodiac and so going into this film and seeing the riddler the way they portray him yeah i loved so much now, on top of that, I really love Pattinson's portrayal of Bruce Wayne because I think this is very much a Bruce Wayne that is still not Bruce Wayne. He is, he's kind mm-hmm. it's weird to say, but like, he's Brucey. He's not Bruce Wayne. He is still, he is still that 10-year-old kid that is sitting in the alley watching his parents bleed out. Yeah. Like that, it is, there are two personas in this movie. It is that Bruce Wayne that is still 10 years old and that it's Batman mm-hmm. because this is a Bruce Wayne that fueled all of his aggression, all of his hatred, all of his, just everything. Time and, and energy. Himself, and time and energy and turned himself into the Batman. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, those are the two personas that he has. He does not have the rich boy, but kind of the Tony Stark Bruce Wayne. You mentioned over the right? weekend he hasn't developed that mask yet, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I love this. As someone who has dealt with mental health and dealt with a lot of that stuff, emo, bru- kind of emo <laughs> Batman emo totally, totally fits for me. Plus, this is a Batman who beats the absolute crap out of villains and, mm. like, actually, like, does it and, like, it feels right. So, he is, uh, my ranking, raw. Pattinson and Batflack are top tier. They are A-tier Batman because yeah. I think both of them, both of them have an understanding of who Batman is, but also have an understanding of, in different ways, who Bruce Wayne is, actually. Interesting. So, um, is your is your hot controversial Christian, topic Christian regarding Bale Christian Bale is my least Oof. favorite Batman? Okay, um, that stings. But now, okay, I will say um, he's better than George Clooney. 
Oh, for sure. That's the only per- that's the only person he's better than. I actually think Val Kilmer is actually better than Christian Bale. Um in mm. uh in his Batman slash Bruce Wayne portrayal. And and that's fine. It's, it's, it's believe me, that's completely fine. Mm-hmm. And uh Michael Keaton is my essentially like second favorite Batman because like like after the Batman Ben Affleck and Pattinson are kind of on the same level for me because I think they do they do two th- different things with Batman that I love so much that I can't really rank one above the other. I will say Pattinson's mm-hmm. bat suit is better. Pattinson's bat suit is so badass. Yeah, and I love Reeves. It's hard. It's I'm so such hard. A, I'm such a Reeves fan. Yeah, oh Matt Reeves for sure. Yeah. I'm such a Matt A-tier. Reeves fan. Um, I am obsessed with this movie. Like I saw someone post on Instagram, the fact, like it was like the fact that we got these within, like we got the two best representations of two of the biggest characters on the planet in sick in, in a span of six months mm-hmm. is uh, just crazy. We got Spider-Man, no way home. And then we got Pattinson's the Batman. Like mm-hmm. we got two films that portray the characters the like two biggest characters on the planet in probably the best way that they've ever been portrayed in their lives or in their careers or in their, they're just yeah. in, in, in ways that they're in ways that yeah. we've never even seen before. Very and the ways we've takes, never seen, yeah. it just blows my mind. Um, and they're so different it just, too. It, they're so different and yet they're perfect. Mm. Yeah. The Batman like and it's hard because like I will say, and this is something that like I've told people, the Dark Knight, I cannot put the Batman above the Dark Knight. Because again, I mean, echoing what you said, the Dark Knight is just a perfect film. And that's just it, it is comes like, down to legacy. It so, it's been there for it so, so long. It's hard. It's to been there for so long. I've only seen the Batman twice. I've seen the Dark Knight probably 20, 30 times in my entire life because my my buddy and i used to watch it like dave and i used to watch it like consistently once a month like that's literally so accessible it's on netflix you can just turn it on and watch it and every time it's on it draws you in i mean exactly so so that's also why i will say like yes the batman's not better than the dark knight but Mm -hmm. pattinson's batman is definitely better Mm -hmm. for sure Mm um i'm interested to think about um I don't know where I stood on 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 ranking the films. I think I mm. I gave my top five. Let's just put it at that. I'm curious to see what you'd think about. Now, this is going to be a, a huge spoiler for the Batman. Mm. I hope okay. you know where I'm going with this. But in five, four, three, two, one, Barry Keoghan as Barry Keoghan as uh, as the inmate, unidentified Arkham inmate. What do you think? What are your okay. thoughts? I think this is. Hold I on. don't think we discussed this over the weekend. We I'm had, really curious. We didn't actually discuss this over the weekend. So I have to preface this. Eternals is my one of my least favorite Marvel movies on the planet. I will put that movie in like in like the the bottom the bottom percentage of Marvel movies. Like that that Eternals to me is down there with Dark, Thor: The Dark World and Iron Man Two. Like that's how bad I think that movie is. I love Iron Man too. 
actually, weirdly enough, Iron Man Two is a guilty pleasure film for mine. I okay, hate fair. it. Yeah, I guilty think, pleasure. I think it's bad. I think it's, it's bad. Not a great movie, but, but I love watching. But it. Iron Man Two and uh, Wolverine, uh, X Men Origins Wolverine are two guilty pleasure films that I watch because I know they're so yes. bad that I actually enjoy them. Russ, we are the same person, dude. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> I love Origins Wolverine for, for all dude, the reasons that okay. hate it. X, X-Men Origins Wolverine is the best version of Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Just saying, like, yes, the story yeah. sucks and it's just hard, but but Hugh Jackman is the best Wolverine in that movie. Just saying. Okay, mm. moving forward. Agreed. Eternals. Wor- one of the worst Marvel movies on the planet. Everyone in that movie sucks. Like, and it's not even, it's not even the fact that well, all, most of those, actors. hold on, hold on, hold on, okay. hold on. Those actors are good. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously they're great, well star-studded actors, mm-hmm. but whoever wrote that movie just did not give a crap. Mm, yeah. Agreed. Did not care. Bad writing. Um, what's story, her name? Bad structure. Just a lot of stuff. Was what's wrong. her name? Uh, X of Brad Pitt. I can't think Angelina of Jolie. Angelo Lena Jolie. Angelonio Jolio. <laughs> exactly. Angelonio Jolonio. Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie is one of my least favorite actors. She can mm. direct the crap out of a movie. I love her as a director. She's uh okay. she directed um the movie about the Olympic medalist that went into World War II. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unbreakable. That good film. Unbreakable. I forgot that movie, that, is dude. Amazing. Yeah, fantastic. That movie is amazing. She's a great director. I, I, I have nothing wrong. I don't have anything wrong with her as a director. She is an actor. Just pisses me off. Mm. She, I just, I don't care. I never care about anything she is acting in, mm. and her character living throughout that entire film pissed me off the entire time <laughs> i honestly want like i wanted her i was like i was like hoping she would die halfway through the film because like mm. she was the most just boring character like yeah. the characters that i cared about either were only in the film for like five minutes like the 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 black guy king not not kingo but kingo was fun but the other guy um he was great, and I actually oh, loved the boy? guy. Yeah, he does the i he does the IKEA fall collection scene, and I think that's hilarious. I think it, like there's there's scenes in that movie that's great, but the mm-hmm. overall movie is just so bad. Yeah, Barry Kewen. Barry Kewen is fine in that movie. He's really? not. Again. His character is not supposed to be super expressive, so I understand why he's not super expressive. And honestly, he probably was one of the better parts in that film. Him him playing the Joker in that scene did nothing for me. Unnamed Arkham inmate. Yeah, okay. He's credited as unnamed Arkham inmate. Guys, I'm putting... So, (laughs) because we don't do video, I'm putting my hands up and I'm doing quotations (laughs) around unnamed Arkham inmate. Because if you see that... If you watch that scene, it is obvious that he's the Joker. For sure. Um, I... It did nothing for me. Honestly, here... Yeah. That's fair. I wish... I wish Reeves had done this. 
if they had just shown a Joker card, it would have done so much. It would have, it would, yeah. If they had done the Batman Begins of just showing the Joker card, it would have done so much more Mm -hmm. because then you give them what five or like three, two years. I'm I'm guessing the the next Batman film will probably not be until about two three years. Twenty twenty four maybe yeah yeah so it'll give them it would give them two to three years to really figure out hey this is what we want our Joker to act like to mm-hmm. look like to be like, and I feel like that would have been such much the smarter move. It would than also doing give what they did. definitely I agree. It would also give uh, Paul Dano's Riddler a little more time in the spotlight. I felt that. Um, yeah. I I think it was less offensive for me that Barry Kewen was Joker in that scene than than it sounds like I, you I, were. But no, no. Okay, hold on. I will say, at the end of the day, I think he could be a dope Joker. I think if you're gonna cast someone as, as the Joker, I think he's a good casting choice. Mm-hmm. I will say that. I just think the scene kind of pissed me off right. because it pull it took away. It was like it was like we were getting to the end of the film and like Riddler was so good mm. that it like it kind of like pulled like you said. Like it mm. pulled that spotlight away from him right at the very end. It was like it pulled the rug from underneath him real quick right yeah. at the end. And I was like ah, like you shouldn't have done that. Yeah, because if 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 the audience had a little bit of time to marinate on Paul Dano's Riddler a little bit longer, and you know, come up with their own theories and ideas about how he would fit into the greater Gotham and the expanding Batman universe, and if we got to think about you know potential ideas for Jokers and Two Faces and Clayfaces and all these different villains, it might have had more impact when Barry Kewen was announced. Instead, oh, we kind of sure. got it leaked, and then it was kind of like, is he or is he not? And then, and then, boom! Here's the movie, and boom! Here's Barry Kewen as the Joker, and it, it it definitely took away from a little bit of the Riddler narrative because here he is in Arkham Asylum. He's you know contemplating on like the failure of his plan and how he didn't get to accomplish everything, and then, boom! Everybody's now all of a sudden talking about the Joker, and he takes center stage, and now a lot of the conversation is not just what is Riddler moving forward, but what is Riddler with Joker and what is Joker moving forward in the Batman Matt Reeves universe. And that takes away from the excellent portrayal from, from Paul Dano. And that's the most egregious thing that I get from this scene. I I think it was a great scene. Unfortunately. Well, so here's, here's here's what I will say. I think if, if I were going to make that scene. I would have had Paul Dano talking to himself for some reason. Mm. I don't know, whatever. And then I would have shown, I would have panned the camera over down, like essentially just showing Arkham Asylum's hallway and whatever. Oh, I'd love and to see what Arkham start, looks like. You would yeah. start to pan down the hallway and all of a sudden you would hear the Joker laugh. Mm. You wouldn't mm. see him. You wouldn't see him, nothing. It would just be, as you are fading to black, you would start to hear the Joker start to laugh. Mm, Done. That could have been cool. And it would be different because than the playing that, card tease from Batman Begins. Exactly. It would be one of those things where it's like, wait, the Joker's in Arkham already? 
Mm. And then you could have had speculation on that, but it wouldn't have taken away from Dano's Riddler. And it is year two in the Batman. That could conceivably exactly. have happened so he, already. He a, he a could have already he already could have fought the Joker. But also B, he could have already he you know what? The Joker could have gotten caught for something real simple. He could have been like, the drophead thief in the very beginning. Like who it's Joker. Like, no. <laughs> he he really, you know, he could have absolutely gotten caught for speeding. Like straight yeah, up, like, sure. the, like, oh, like I, I also like have a G- smile deficiency, like, and I'm speeding. <laughs> like <laughs> like the GCPD, the GCPD pulls him over sp- for speeding and realizes that he's like non-cooperative oh and like God. is laughing at them and everything. And then they book him into Arkham because they think he's insane. Dude, Boom. The, There's how the Joker gets idea. into Arkham. The most the most cartoonish outlandish supervillain in history being arrested and imprisoned for the most mundane (laughs) or like petty theft like and he's not even the joker yet like i've heard matt reeves say like he's proto joker like he's not even the joker it's just this weird guy with a weird smile throw him in arkham lock away the key we're done you know the funny thing about that that being said if they would have brought back the kid that played the joker in Oof, Cameron Gotham. Monaghan, dude, powerhouse. Oh, oh my gosh, uh, Jerome, like Jerome Valeska. Per- yes, he would be perfect. Yeah. Like I will say, this is oh one thing God, I, I, I right. I've thought about. This is one thing I've thought about of this film. Andy Circus obviously he doesn't get enough time as Alfred, but not my favorite Alfred. Well, he's my second favorite Alfred. The third favorite Alfred. He's not my hello um he's not my favorite alfred because i just don't think we had enough time with him but if if i had my favorite alfred it was jeremy irons in yeah solid choice uh, listen all of the alfreds um, are valid all of the the alfred in gout the alfred in gotham is amazing yeah he's so good definitely um so yeah but yeah that's just you know um i think i yeah i'm glad we had that talk i feel like i feel like our talk on the batman was different but like it gave us enough opportunity to kind of explain why we love that movie so much mm-hmm. um but yeah, jeffrey i mean we talked I, a little bit over the weekend uh, about jeffrey wright as gordon too jeffrey Matt wright is amazing trail incredible I'm, i think this you movie, know what honestly like, with the exception of barry q and his joker which we don't really know what that is yet yeah this film is perfectly cast perfect oh, it, it really is it even really colin is. farrell who when yeah. he was cast is Dude. like you're giving oh the penguin gosh. to colin farrell and then the makeup started coming out the bts photos of what oz would look like and the implementation of oz penguin in the film is flawless it's fantastic my only problem so... is my only problem is i have two problems with the batman one penguin is tall and i don't like it two Catwoman's mask is terrible. It sucks. I hate it. And that sucks because Catwoman's outfit and her look in general is very, very okay. good. The yeah. mask is Give atrocious. It a, I hate it. The sequel Those will are the fix only two it. things. I, promi- I promise it. you, I promise you with Catwoman, the sequel will fix it. And she's going to Europe I, and whatever. I, the the like. sequel will fix it, A, and then you will be so into the Copplepot 
HBO show that they come out with. True. That I, you will not <laughs> care anymore about how tall he is. Like know, straight up, like the one thing that the Batman does such a good job on is like it gets me so hyped for the two shows we're gonna get out of this. Because the, so uh the GCPD show this so the GCPD show got uh halted. It's not in, in favor of the not penguin. In, it, no, so in favor of an Arkham Asylum show. Ooh, it see I heard oh, that the getting, GCPD show evolved into the Arkham show. Are they different shows? So weirdly enough, I heard so hilariously enough, this is you know the great part about having two hosts on this show. Um, I actually heard that it just got halted and that they they went with mm. in a Gotham Asylum show. Interesting. Both of those. I'm down with. I am really excited to see I'm Penguin in the show. <laughs> I'm really excited to see Colin Farrell actually do a TV show. I think mm-hmm. that's great. Well, he was fantastic. in uh, Colin Farrell is no stranger to television. I think he was in the True Detective stuff. I mean, he's been around. Okay. He's a, he's Him and True Detective makes sense, actually. Yeah. Um, I've only seen the first epi- uh, first season of that show, but that's great. That's a I great only know show. that he's in it. I've not watched it, but um and then i'm super excited about an arkham asylum show because dude can you imagine i'm sorry but they need to add like the just dumbest characters like the dumbest batman villains to this show like the main characters need to be like calendar man and condiment (laughs) king oh my god dude i was just thinking calendar man could be a great (laughs) sequel like like literally dude like like calendar man and condiment king going to like dude to, to like therapy for their like give me a little, give me a little killer moth and kite man action as well and we're gold oh kite man would be great dude oh um, call me no oh, you, you know what it's interesting my dad just that called me great my dad just yeah. called me and that's because he got out of his first showing of the batman Ooh. he saw it for the first time today so that's nice great. i hope he liked it he's nice. calling me which is a good sign <laughs> um, um yeah give me yeah, kite no, man dude. give me those weird villains give me a, a comic book accurate gothic horrific arkham asylum give me all that stuff i'm good actually one of the yeah. topics i was i didn't know how this podcast was gonna go it's going well I can say that much. It's going well. But, um, Dude, we're at an the, hour and 23 minutes. <laughs> I, know. I was actually thinking we should maybe wrap up soon, but the the topic yeah, that I was going to fall back on if I if I struggled to like come up with anything which like, yeah. I wasn't worried about, but I was going to fall back on the fact that I am replaying the Arkham games because I'm so hyped for okay, Batman. Okay. So I was at, Arkham so weirdly enough, I was going to I was going to ask you what you've been playing. So that's yeah. kind of been a segment on this show like what we've been kind of playing. Um how's how's replaying the arkham games so my friends are really annoyed by the fact that i replay arkham asylum and arkham city on repeat almost annually uh start to finish like i i just love engrossing myself in the arkham rocksteady universe Uh, um i love the story i love the characters and the portrayal and the the voice acting um and so playing arkham city is always a blast i always do a new game plus walkthrough Mm -hmm. because for one, I'm just that good, but also it just immerses me even more. Um, and I, gotcha. we could do a whole pod on Arkham City and Arkham Asylum and just the Arkham franchise, but um, just magnificent games. Uh, they're a joy to play nice. through. I um, so I 
so weirdly enough, I've never actually played Arkham City or um, Arkham Asylum. Hilariously enough, when I first got when I got my Mac back in 2013, my like my first MacBook was like in high school. Um, I bought Arkham City for my Mac because they had a port for the Mac, and I mm. played a little bit. I got stuck. I I ended up going back and going on YouTube and doing a like watching a full playthrough of both of those games. They're great games. They're fantastic games. My first actual playthrough of an Arkham game was Origins. And the funniest part is that I could not get past Deathstroke, which I know is the first villain that you have to face. Like I was that like I was that bad at at those types of games. Like I had only played COD before that. Mm. So I was that bad that I couldn't even get past Deathstroke. I played it like I I played that fight like 10 times could not kill could not beat him Mm -hmm. and i just gave up i just i literally i walked into gamestop with with arkham origins and traded it in like that was was the last experience you had with the arkham no no no, no, no. wait 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 so then arkham knight comes out and at this point i'm a full-blown nerd like i have read I have read Batman Under the Hood. I have read anything that has Jason Todd in it. I've read everything. And when the first trailer dropped, I was like, well, Arkham Knight's definitely Jason Todd. Like, I was just like, and then they were like, they just started lying to our faces saying, no, 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 it's not. It's not. And so Rocksteady did it first, not Andrew Garfield in terms of lying. (laughs) Blatant open lying. Rocksteady (laughs) and Jason Todd. Exactly. And so when it came out, I waited a cut, like I probably waited like two months and I bought the game and I played through the whole game. I love, I love Arkham Knight. Mm. And I think it's probably the open world aspect that really got me hooked. Like I love Arkham Knight. Like literally I finished all of the, the side quests. So I beat like, I put man bat behind bars. I put everyone behind bars except for the Riddler because the Riddler on top of doing all of the stupid races, you have to literally find every single one of his stupid yes, trophies. All of, them. all of them. And I I, I caught like Hundreds. three, and I said, I'm done. I said, Hundreds. I was like, I'm, I'm done. I'm Russ. not. If this, if this is going to force me to not be able to finish this game, fine. Because I can't <laughs> do this. I can't do this anymore. I, um, I will tell so you. So then I just looked on YouTube. I looked on YouTube yeah. and watched the the. I will tell ending. you the most. For for one, Arkham Knight. That's one of my favorite aspects of the game is you can interact with the villains that you put behind bars. I love that, and I love how they walking around GCPD. It's just one massive prison cell that you just put your villains in, and they have interactions and thoughts about each other, and you can interact Dude, with them. Once, Amazing, especially once you put Mister Freeze in jail. And you walk into like the cell that's like all like cryo froze mm. so that he can't like he can't leave. Like just sitting there and just like hitting X and like talking to him is actually mm. was actually like very enjoyable. So the putting I will tell you this. I have Arkham Knight I do not replay because for yeah. one, it's just way too long and there's just way too much to do. But I have beat the that story a couple times is, yeah. in the Batmobile, the tank sections. I could talk about Arkham 
for, for a long time. Not even but, the tank sections, the Riddler, the Riddler, uh, oh, the Riddler trophies. Horses. Tell me, I, I no, know the, all about the, the Riddler, Riddler driving course, the driving races. Yep. The whole nine yards. Um, uh, it's the most satisfying thing when you put Riddler behind bars, though, after grinding for days to I grab bet. every I one of the trophies. I can imagine, dude. I, in college, I did it. I literally spent like, oh, I think I think maybe we had shoot. a couple of snow days in a row. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to bang out these trophies real quick. I'm going to do it. It's going to be I fine. Have, dude, my roommate I have can one attest, save. I lost my damn mind. Fun, finding all those trophies bro i have one save <laughs> at 84 percent, and the only reason is sitting at 84 percent is because i will not yeah. go through and find those you. trophies i don't blame you it's but, hard yeah. but uh i i would definitely recommend i'd be interested to hear your take on arkham asylum and arkham city since you're a huge fan of arkham knight i'm the reverse i'm a huge fan of the first two and then arkham knight i can mm. take or leave um there's a lot of stuff that goes into that opinion, but those two games, yeah. fantastic. Arkham Asylum was one of the first games, video like video games that I ever purchased. Ooh, uh, and I still nice. have my copy just because I couldn't get rid of it. I've long since parted oh, with yeah. my Xbox 360, but Arkham Asylum and Transformers War for Cybertron, those were the two games that were the first things I ever bought for my Xbox. And I still have those. Those are staying with me forever, but yeah. So, Good memories. So one... So Except one thing you'll learn, one thing you'll learn is that um, I started out my Xbox and my gaming career on COD. Mm. So like my a lot of my experience is very like multiplayer esque. But actually, Arkham Knight was the first game that I started to really get into. Actually, actually, Assassin's Creed Three was the game. It was the first game that I really started getting into the single player aspect. And then it was Arkham Knight, and then it was Witcher Three, mm. and that really got me hooked on the like single player experience. Um, and I still play, I still play COD and everything like mm -hmm. consistently. But actually, one of the things that I'm about to start playing here recent the recently is Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Just came out with a new update oh. that is based on it's called it's uh. It's based on like Odin and like Norse mythology. Definitely. And so yeah, I'm yeah. really excited to get into that because mm -hmm. uh, I love the Assassin's Creed franchise. Such a good franchise. Nice. Um, yeah. yeah. A couple of I those mean, games I are think, bombs. Yeah. I love them. Yeah. So good. Um, but yeah, I think that honestly brings us to an end for this show because we are at a minute. We are an hour and 31 minutes and like we have just been honestly Bam. like we could probably keep talking but like it would just get to a point where we would just be rambling on and on and on um and honestly we want to keep some of those thoughts for a uh, couple yeah. like more episodes plus I'd we had a lot to, to talk about mm -hmm. i'd love to talk yeah, more about sure. the arkham stuff if oh uh, yeah if, we if should this if this is for whatever reason a super slow week for news and like comic book <laughs> stuff i'd love to talk about arkham because yeah we didn't even talk about comic book stuff there's uh there's so much comic book stuff i think next week it's either next week or the week after next it's devil's reigns final issue great and yeah so, i'll catch up uh, on that for sure i'm interested super in excited about that show uh that series because again um chip Zdarsky is one of the best writers in comics right now and he is killing it on daredevil i um I've been catching up on his run by buying volumes, but after Devil's Reign, 
he comes out with issue number one of Daredevil, and he's still on Daredevil. So he's going to be essentially starting at issue number one again with Daredevil and moving oh, forward. Wow. And I, re- I really think that's going to be a comic that I pick up weekly or whenever that is. Like, I think it's probably monthly. Um, I actually, today, I told you a little bit about this. I picked up The World's Finest by Mark Wade, and then the art is by Dan Mora. Dan Mora is one Beautiful. of my favorite artists right now. He is just killing it. This, uh, this book is back in the day. So it's actually taking place during when Dick Grayson was also was Robin. And so it's really cool to see like old school Batman and Superman, like really old school. Um, they brought in the Doom Patrol, which I never thought that was going to happen. So it's just a funny, wacky, just like fun tale um, that I'm really excited about. Uh, and then what else am I reading? Oh, of course. Your boy is reading Spider-Man. Amazing Spider-Man is so Classic. good. And it's Can't always, it is, I, I I can't not buy Amazing Spider-Man when it comes out uh, because I'm such a big Spider-Man fan. I'll tell you what, um, Russ, we're going to talk about that Spider-Man run first thing next pod. I'm curious, like oh, legitimately down. curious what's happening in the comics world. I am world so down, Spider-Man. dude. I will talk about Spider-Man for hours. Um, and the current, oh, this, current this run, run <laughs> this run on Spider-Man is some of the best Spider-Man we've gotten in years. Like who's it writing so it? So good. Uh, who's currently, is it, uh, currently Tom King. It? He's hot right now. No, sadly, I wish Tom King would write it. He's Tom King is still over at DC. Is he still on Batman? Uh yeah, he's on Superman Batman and Catwoman. Oh damn. Good yeah, stuff. he's on Batman and Catwoman. Uh let's see. Series details. Um latest issue. It's being written by Jed McCade right now. Mm, I don't recognize um, him. Which is good. I don't, like, I don't but this run started off with um Spencer. Mm, who wrote the secret nick spencer who wrote the secret wars series and ryan otley who who was the artist behind the invincible series which have you seen invincible definitely we could talk about that too such a good that's i'm actually re-watching that currently uh because it's such a good show uh but yeah okay ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us for this hour and 35 (laughs) minutes we Got to nerd out again. Like we, like we said, this has been something that we've kind of both needed. And that's why we started talking and talking about this is like, we've been workshopping it for a while too. It's been in the process. We both love this outlet. I, I mean, Chris and I back in the day when we, when we started this talked about how much, like we honestly didn't care how many viewers we had or anything. We just loved being able to be like, Hey, on, on Thursday night, we're going to come and, record the show because we love talking about this stuff it's it's fun and especially with everything crazy going on in the world today this is a little bit of you know some respite Absolutely. let's talk about comics let's talk about nerdy nerdy stuff rest easy. um and 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 landon is gonna stick around landon is gonna be sticking around for the oh, rest yeah. for who knows how long 
But again, <laughs> thank you guys for listening. The three of you who are actively listening to this show, we appreciate you. Oh, yeah. um, comment, subscribe, follow us on Instagram, talk to us, you know, whatever. Let's let's just hang out. Let's have fun. Let's um, I'm Russ. I'm Landon. And this is Landon. Yeah. And this is Landon. Landon. And uh, hey have a great night. See ya.